I was shitting myself in that too. Because I'm thinking to myself, you've been on a two-year journey here. Mm-hmm. What, what if you still don't fit in this? Welcome back to another episode of the Glasgow Podcast. Um, another guest that I've been looking forward to getting on today, I've got Derek Friel with me. You might know him better as the Fat PT. Derek, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Um, as I say, I've, I've been looking forward to this. Um, I watched your documentary last night, and we'll obviously we'll, we'll cover it through it, but... Um, it, it was brilliant. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I, I do have loads of questions to ask you, but it's all bombard you through this. No um, for anybody who maybe hasn't seen it or hasn't been on your page or anything, where where did the the whole kind of PT journey begin from? You can I take us right back to the the start of it? Um, well, the start of my actual PT journey was um, my own journey, mm-hmm. my own weight loss journey, um, and that's how it transpired. So. It would have been April 2018 was my own journey. Um, I came back to India. I had gout. Uh, basically, went to the doctor. The doctor didn't really know what was wrong with me. They'd done my bloods. It came back and says, obviously, I had gout. And I was like, right, okay, what do I need to do? I didn't know what gout was. Mm-hmm. Gout is um, uric acid crystals in the, the formulas in your body. And they basically try and escape out your body. Right. So that's very, very aggressively. Um, so it's normally like your your um, thumb or your toe it starts to go. So right. it's like loud. You can imagine if you ever had an ingrown toenail, mm-hmm. that that times about a million. That's the pain. <laughs> right. It's so, so bad. And I was, I, I, I genuinely thought my life was going to fall off. And then I said to the doctor, and she just said to me, listen, like, you're really, really overweight and you're, you're going to kill yourself. You need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And at the time, obviously, I speak about it in the documentary. I'm like, I, I was taken aback. You know what I mean? I was, I was a bit like, how, how dare you say that to yeah. me? Like, I, I was embarrassed. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's what that's man embarrassed. And it took a wee, probably took about six weeks after that, Gary, just to to realise what you know what what was actually happening in my life. It's something I had to give. Something mm-hmm. I had to change. Um, and then I contacted Tony Pang. Right. Um, who was my, my PT before I used Tony about nine years ago. Mm-hmm. We lost about five stone together. Basically what happened then is I, I fell out with my ex, lost some weight, I think as most people do. Yeah. Um, just to kinda kinda show them, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um and it was all for the wrong reasons. I didn't really realise what I was doing other than no eating much and going to the gym a lot. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really realise and obviously over the years I, I put all the weight back on so I ended up heavier but I went back in and seen Tony. And um, Tony was nothing but incredible with me. Um, and I was about six months into my journey, and people were asking me like what I was doing, how I was, how I'd lost so much weight so quick. And plus, I was looking well. It wasn't like you know you see people that lose weight, and you can tell that somebody's lost weight. Yeah, they look terrible. I it kind of wasn't yeah. like that with me. I looked healthy, mm. and I felt healthy, and I felt fit. So people were like, kind of, what have you done? I think people thought maybe I had surgery or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're like, what have you done? And I told them, I said, it's very simple. You can eat less, move a wee bit more. And mm-hmm. you know, all you need to do is kind of, you know, track your food, be accountable for what you're doing. And I was just explaining it to, it was a girl in particular. And she's like, um, she came back to me after like two or three weeks. And she's like, my God, I've, I've lost, I think it was nearly a stone. Mm-hmm. She says, um, my sisters want you to like, talk to her. Yeah. And it, it kind of just went through there. Um, and then it was they asked me to train them, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like <laughs> people, people want me to train. I mean, I, at at that point, I still felt really out of shape myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't feel comfortable because I think people's got this whole persona of what a PT should look like. Yeah. And it's like this guy or woman with you know abs and you know muscles growing and muscles in their legs, and I think because obviously people are so. So to social media, this is what it looks like. This yeah. is what that's what a real life. Apparently, a, an Instagram PT looks mm-hmm. like. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And ultimately, that isn't a PT. You know what I mean? Because when I first spoke to Tony about it, Tony, I thought Tony was going to laugh me at the gym. Yeah. Don't be, don't be so ridiculous. You know what I mean? You you can do that. And Tony Tony basically says, go go and search five PTs in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. And go look at them and go and look what shape they're in. He says PTs on the in great shape. Yeah. That's not a thing. 
So it was that whole mental stumbling block for me before I could possibly get started that I could actually take myself serious as it before mm-hmm. anybody else would take me serious, you know what I mean? Because what you've got to understand, and I speak about this a lot, is I've I, I bombarded myself with abuse for years mm-hmm. in terms of mental and physical and verbal, you know what I mean? Because I hated who I was. So I, I didn't believe that I, I had the ability to go and do that and change people's lives. Mm-hmm. And it was January 2000 and. 19 and that's just went mental for there to be honest mm-hmm. and do you think there was a i know you were saying that you, you had a lot of doubt even b- before obviously the, the journey began and then people were, were starting to talk to you about advice and things like that and mm-hmm. you were maybe starting to think about it more was there a, a kind of moment for you when you thought that this this could be a thing for me the the pt side of things was there something that just kind of clicked or um no no until i was probably a PT for about a year. Mm-hmm. Even when I started, I still wasn't sure. I still had all that because I mean, you tell yourself for thirty odd years that you're nothing and you'll never amount to anything, and you know you're just this fucking fat slob, and you, you start to believe it. Yeah, it's something that you actually start to install in yourself. And you start to believe it. You don't believe that you ever, you ever be it, and you know what I mean. You just believe that you're, you're destined to go and work in a building site, and no, no in, in zero disrespect to him that works in a building site. Yeah. You know what I mean, but that's what I, that's genuinely what I thought my life was going to be. I didn't know, I didn't believe in kind of higher power, or I didn't believe in anything at all. I didn't believe in like the universe and all the stuff that I'm into now. I didn't mm-hmm. believe in anything at this point. You know what I mean? But I believe now, looking back, that I've been I've been took down this path of life today. What I'm doing today. And yeah. I know that might sound weird to people and people are like, I write you're only a PT, but mm-hmm. I mean, if you could have a look inside my Facebook community, it's, I'm more than a PT, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, the, the, the way that I'm reaching out and changing people's lives, oh, the way people are changing their lives in front of me is incredible. It's it's amazing to watch, like, because I know I've lost a lot of weight and I know I've done well, but my, my biggest achievement is what I'm doing with other people. Know, know what I've done, you yeah. know what I mean? yeah. And I think it, when I was watching the the documentary, the the section that was your kind of some of your clients giving feedback and what they felt they got from you, and the thing that struck me was none of them said the the kind of fitness or the weight stuff. Initially, it was all kind of mentally and and socially they felt better, and it was all about their feelings and about positivity. And I think that probably. And, and no disrespect to other PTs, I think that probably sets you apart a wee bit from others. Because... One, million, one million percent, and and I don't, I, I don't try and be different for other PTs. Mm-hmm. Or I think I'm different, or I think I'm any better. Yeah. But like, speaking to clients, they, they they all say the same thing. I just get it. Mm-hmm. Like I've been there. I've been in that position. I've been on an airplane when the seatbelt didn't fit me. Yeah. I've been on a carnival ride when I couldn't go on it because I was too fat. Mm-hmm. I've been in changing rooms and, you know, button when it's the biggest, fattest clays that you can buy and it didn't fit me. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been the guy that can't um, go on online shopping because I don't know what size I'm. Yeah. I, I've been, I've done every single, I've done every single bit that's negative to anybody who's overweight. I, I've been that guy. I've been that guy that's been so overweight that he wore the same clothes all the time because that's what he felt comfortable in. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I've done it. So when my clients speak to me, we resonate and we, we, we get, we build, a, we build a bond at the start. You know what I mean? And that's huge. See, sure somebody's going to go through a, a journey, especially a journey that's a transformation type journey. And when I say transformation, I don't mean physical because mm-hmm. first and foremost, I want it to be mental. I want them to get away from their bad habits. I want them to change their behavioural hacks. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I want to do all that stuff because, I mean, if you go on, you know, go on Instagram, even people that don't need to lose weight are all dieting. You know, yeah. everyday diets, yeah. like every, everyday diets, and it's just trying to, it's just trying to get people away from that whole dieting mentality, slimming world, Weight Watchers, whatever it may be. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. that you're, you're caught in this web that you've got to try and change people's behaviour towards it before you're ever going to get a result. Mm-hmm. And do you, you think that's mean? that? Do you think that's one of your kind of big obstacles when when dealing with people who want trained is is getting over those kind of ideas that they've got in their head about how to lose weight or what, what they should be like. Aye, because, you know, you come, people come to you and, you know, people that are, are really, really overweight and I've got, I've got some clients that um, are 25 plus stone, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Heavy, heavy weights and I feel like I'm the kind of go-to guy for, for that kind of 
weight class of people, you know what I mean? Which is fine, totally yeah. fine, because that's where I was, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's where I'm comfortable. If, if somebody came to me and says, oh, I want to get shredded and I want a six-pack, it's not really my thing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I would be like, you go and, go and see somebody else, because it's not really what I'm about. I'm more about trying to get people who feel uncomfortable and unhappy, you just start to feel happy again and start yeah. to be able to maybe go to the gym or, you know, even some of my clients, even, even just to go out and, and walk around a park's a big thing for them, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. and that's, that's what I really buzz off. I buzz off seeing that kind of transformation. Mm-hmm. No, no transformation, whereas I before and after. I mean, they're great. They're amazing to look at. But some of the non-scale victories that I see, um, people trying on different T-shirts that fit them. Or I've had, I had two people in my group that, couldn't they wear their wedding ring because their hands were so fat? Yeah, yeah. And now they get their wedding ring on. See that for me, that's better than any transformation. That's, mm. I mean, you're giving people their lives back. Yeah, and I suppose that then kind of ties back into the journey you had as well with the the, the carnival thing and and, and different Absolutely. kind of wins. Absolutely, the, the wins isn't it? For me, it's not about scales. You know mm. what I mean? And I try as much as like even away my my clients and my one to one clients and my online clients from away, but it, it's just a measure. Mm. It's just a measure of progress. It's not the only measure of progress, but it's a measure of progress. Yeah. And and as long as people know that and they know that when they're they're doing their inches in their stomach or their legs or you know they're tracking their sleep or they're tracking how they feel and things like that are improving. See if your weight's not going down. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's just trying to get people... But people are, are used to the mentality of you go to one of these clubs once a week, Slimming World or Weight Watchers, and they're getting weighed. That's the only thing that they're doing. And if their weight's not doing the field that week, it, yeah. might just be, it might just be that they're holding on to a wee bit more water. Mm-hmm. Their sleep might have been poor. Their digestive system's not working right. You know what I mean? It, it, it can be a million. It doesn't mean that they put on you know, two pounds of fat. That's yeah. not what it means. It's just trying to it's trying to change people's thought process that that's what they've had for I don't know five ten years because that's all they've ever seen. That's what their aunties done. That's what their mums have done. That's what their sisters do. Mm-hmm. That's what their pals do. And it's just trying to get people into buying into the process that you're trying to take them on. Mm-hmm. And then obviously after two three weeks they're like fucking hell I'm getting amazing results here. But it's just trying to go over that hurdle in the in the, in the first instance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what I was going to ask you. Obviously, from from the position you're in just now, obviously you're you're guiding people through that journey. But see, from your own point of view, when you went through it yourself, what was the or was there any kind of bits of advice that stuck with you when you were on that path? Um, I listened to to the very start. I listened to David Goggins. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know yeah. Goggins. Um, I, and he fucking. I felt like he was in my house every day talking to me. <laughs> yes, I genuinely did. I woke up in the morning, I could hear him in my head, do you know what I mean? And Just looking at other people, knowing that they, they can do it, and surrounding yourself with people in the same environment, you know what I mean? And, and people in the same goals, and people that, that are wanting to get, are aspire to do the same things. That's all important stuff, you know what I mean? Surround yourself with the like-minded people. Mm-hmm. For, for me, it was just taking a day at a time. It wasn't. I didn't think two years' time I'm going to become a PT and I'm going to do this and I'm going. I, I didn't think anything like that. I just yeah. thought, you know what? The day I'm going to get up, I'm going to eat as good as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a bit of exercise, and then I'm going to go to my bed. Yeah. And the next day, I would do the exact same. I wouldn't be obsessed with weight and scales, which I was before for the last. I've been overweight all my life. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. since since I was at school, I remember obsessing overweight. I didn't do that that time. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in some of my older videos that you see on my Instagram and stuff, I, I talk about um, scales and the scales having to move this week, but I feel better. You know, so you could actually you can actually start to see that my, my thought process is starting to, and beginning to change in the, in the journey, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think that's, for a lot of people that's followed me on Instagram, you know, for, for, I don't know, a year and a bit, maybe two years, they've seen my journey. They've seen, they've, they've, a lot of people feel as if they actually know me and they've never met me, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I've I've been so open and honest about my own journey, and I've documented, I've documented the highs, and I've documented the lows, mm-hmm. and that's what it's it's about. When you're when you're having the low moments, to to talk about them. Yeah. You know, yeah. To, you're craving food. Well, do you know what? You're going to be craving food. You've been eating it for the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. And now you've stopped. Of course, you're going to crave it. You know what I mean? But it's it's about being honest and being open and being accountable to yourself and thinking. 
how much do I want to change here? What's your reason that you want to change? Find your why. That's what I always say to everybody. Find your why. Why do you want to do this? And when you're feeling, you know, you want to have a bit of chocolate or you want to eat crisps or you, whatever it may be. If it's anything like me, if I open my bar of chocolate, I eat the packet. <laughs> like that's just that's just I'm still the same. Yeah. That's why I don't. That's why I don't buy it because mm-hmm. I'm still the same. You know, they rice crispy squares. I can buy a packet then if I have one before I know it. I bet I bet five of them. Yeah. I'm the same with Jaffa cakes. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably more Jaffa cakes, Jaffa cakes in the packet than the rice crisps. No, it's brutal. You know, packet of crisps Aye. before you know it, you're, you're into family bag packets of crisps and stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's it's just a bit, just a bit eliminating that. You know, the 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 temptation, I suppose, until you can get into a space. Because I mean, I can go in and eat. You know, pack out Jaffa cakes if I want, I'll be fine with it because my relationship with food is totally different from where it was before. Whereas if I'd done that before, I'd have felt like a failure. Yeah. I'd be like, nah, I failed. And then before you know it, you've messed up that day. You've just messed up your week. And then before you know it, I'll start, I'll start at the end of the I'll start the next month, or I'll start in January, I'll start Monday, whatever it may be. You, you write it off. But me now, I'm just like, right, okay, well, I've had, I made a bad decision, but I'm back on track. Yeah. I suppose that you know then. What I mean? That touches back on that thing you were saying with if people are only looking at the scales and it doesn't go their way, then their, their head just goes because they don't have any other measures to, to look at and, and it's right. just that domino effect, I suppose. 100% and then before you know it, you're right back in the rut that you were in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good that you've got people like yourself now who are trying to change that because as you say, there is so many people who are still in that get to a, a point at the end of the week and they go on the scales and if it's Maybe they, they might just not have changed or if they've put a wee bit of weight on and they're just like, fucking hell, that's just, a, the whole week was a waste of time yeah. and it's it's that whole psychological side of it. But what they don't realise is next week it could be, they could lose double. Yeah, yeah. Because your, your body doesn't just react straight away to certain things, you know what I mean? There's, there's loads of factors that mm-hmm. you could be holding a wee bit of weight. I mean, your, your body's about 70, between 70 and 80% water. Mm-hmm. You think, think how much if you're drinking, you're dehydrated, you know, the, the, the scale weight can be f- phenomenal difference for loads of different factors so it's, to go on that is very very dangerous to just go solely on scales is very very dangerous yeah no I definitely totally agree with you um, from yourself and obviously we'd, we spoke about it a wee bit there What what's your own kind of big highlights both from your personal journey and from being a PT the things that kind of stick out for you um, my personal journey, my per- my personal journey, probably my highlight is what I've become, mm-hmm. as in you know helping other people. You know, I I might know I've got quite a lot of online clients. I've probably got about seventy online clients. Yeah, but out with that, even people that are not my clients, I still help. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't say, oh, you need to be my client before I would give any advice. Like I, I still constantly help people. My my biggest, that's probably my biggest achievement is actually the fact that from my own journey that I, I became a PT to help other people that, mm-hmm. and then transferring into personal training. I've got loads and loads of victories I've got with clients, but just on Saturday there, I climbed Ben Nevis with one of my clients mm-hmm. um, and he's lost close to six stone Jeez. and he, he wanted to go and climb Ben Nevis. I mean, I wasn't particularly up for it, <laughs> but he asked me and I was just like, um, right, okay, we'll do it. And we went and done it. He raised um, money for um, MS. Right. His dad's got MS and wanted to raise money. He raised three and a half grand for it. Wow. He, went up to, he went up to Nevis and absolutely smashed Nevis. And I wrote a post about that in my group. And the fact that I'm now breeding this belief into my own clients and like tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna walk up Dumyat Hill, which is in Stirling, mm-hmm. and Saturday morning for the clients that can because we went up to Ben Ann a few weeks ago and a few of my clients said, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm working I work weekends and I can only really do it during the week. So we've done a during the week walk for this week. Right. And then Saturday we're going to go up to Conic Hill. See stuff like that, see see growing a community mm-hmm. and and looking looking at what my community is created within itself. It's, it's just amazing. That's that's my biggest achievement for, for the whole journey is my online community. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah. And it's you know I suppose it, it gives people 
kind of a network as well that are they're all in the same boat as such. They're all kind of there's, there's people that are making friendships in there that will mm-hmm. probably last forever. Yeah, and there's people you know people are saying like, oh, I go to this gym, and then people are like, oh, I'm going on Tuesday. Come with me if they're scared to go in. It's it's incredible, honestly. It's I knew it had potential to be good, mm-hmm. but I never knew it could be this good this soon. Because I, I, I only, I only started it in, in, during lockdown mm-hmm. because I wanted to help my, my clients that I didn't see. So I thought, you know what, I'll start a wee kind of community and try and get them all together and boost spirits a wee bit. Yeah. I thought we'll start it with twenty people. Twenty climbed to seventy. Which is and amazing in the current climate. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable, honestly. You see, you see them, and it's just so vibrant. And mm-hmm. every day, you know, the, it's all people are they're buying into. They're buying into what I'm doing and what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's not about weights. We're celebrating non-scale victories more than we're celebrating people losing weight. You know what I mean? Which is mad because the whole weight loss thing is, you know, normally you look at oh, how much weight have you lost. I'm like, never mind that. How how much more happy are I? Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's more important to me than, all right, I've lost eight stone, nine stone. But forget about that. I'm much more happier within myself. That's more important to me than losing weight. Yeah, it's the overall. You know what I mean? Picture. And I say that, I say that to my clients as well. Even my clients that come in and um, I get weighed in. First question I ask them is, how are you? How's your week been? Because mm-hmm. that's more important than how much weight they've lost. Yeah. If a client tells me they're amazing, and they've had a great week and, I don't know, they've went and climbed a hill or they've went and done a walk or they were out playing with their kids and they didn't feel, you know, exhausted, which oh, I get that quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And we go on the scales and they've not lost any weight. Well, we've had a good week. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, you can't define somebody by a number on a scale. That's, mm-hmm. it's, it's unfair. And I think that's probably, that gets you that buy-in for people as well because it then changes their mindset of, aye, it's not just about, the, the scales are how much I've lost or I've, I've no lost. It's about 100%. how I feel. But that, that all being said in the same breath, what it doesn't do is give people an excuse not to lose weight. Yeah. Because if you're doing everything else right, you're going to be losing weight anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if, you, if you're focusing on everything else and not focusing on the weight, the weight will come. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't want to put too much pressure on people too soon. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I just say to clients, listen, see for the first couple of weeks, all I want you to do is just worry about your calories. Just make sure you're tracking your food. If you're going over your calories, that's fine. And then we can start tearing it off for there. Mm-hmm. And you, you just want people to feel comfortable. You don't want them to be overwhelmed. Yeah. Thinking, thinking that there's a lot of expectation on them. And if they don't do it, they fail. That, that's the worst thing to end it. I know that's what I used to do anyway. You know what I mean? If, if I hadn't lost any weight, I felt like a failure. And yeah. I was embarrassed. So therefore, I would stop doing what I was doing. You know, whether it be going to the gym, I would stop going to the gym, but I wouldn't go to the gym anyway because I didn't even know what I was doing in the gym, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, I, and a lot of people's like that as well, but like I said, the group was made up with people during lockdown, so nobody was even at the gym. Yeah. And everybody, everybody was, you know, all buzzing and vibrant and losing weight. It was, it was incredible. Yeah, no, that is. And it is, it's just that kind of, in this time as well, where people's mental health all over the place it's good to have that community that they can log in if they're having a, a bad day and, and have a wee chat with somebody and just get that wee bit of positivity back as well 100 percent, and like, like you touched on a lot of my clients will say that and, and i don't need i don't i don't i'm not shouting i'm a i'm a mental health advocate and, you know i'll, I'll, I'll solve him these problems but mm-hmm. you know what i will do listen to people yeah and sometimes that's just enough that's enough mm-hmm. So it's not about you know solving somebody's somebody's woes and worries and giving them advice. Sometimes it's just about listening. Sometimes it's just about somebody. Sometimes when you when you're actually talking about your troubles and your worries and what's going on, your answers are within what you're saying. Yeah. You end, you end up, up realising what's actually going on and, and how to solve it yourself. You know what I mean? By just somebody lending an ear to you to say, hey, I'm I'm here to listen and what what what's your problem or whatever else. I had a girl message me yesterday. She's been amazing in my group. She's lost so much weight, and she's like, I just want to, I just want to stop on the way home and, and get a takeaway. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's fine. That's that's totally not not fine to do it, but yeah. it's to- totally normal to, to feel like that. Mm-hmm. Totally normal. And then boom, before you know it, she's she's messaged me when she's home. I picture there a low dough pizza. She's made her pizza, and she's like, I feel amazing that I just spoke to you about that. Something I always say it's like this wee sordid secret in your head. Mm-hmm. You know, and this wee guy's playing games with you and telling you, just do this and just do that. And 
you know, you go back to eating eating rubbish or whatever else. And sometimes if you just share that with somebody, yeah. it doesn't become a, a secret between just you and your age, you know what I mean? It's it's new out in the open. Your thoughts and feelings are there. And it's no it's not a bad thing anymore. No, definitely. It just takes away that battle you have with yourself. Hundred percent. No, definitely agree. Um the the documentary, obviously my story so far, as I say, I watched it um last night and it's uh, obviously it will be for you, but it's it's a roller coaster. Um <laughs> it was it's even just watching the like your videos of kinda when you first went in and you were starting again and the the carnival piece and when you're talking about the GP, it, it, you take people on a journey with you because when you were mm-hmm. describing that point in the carnival, like I could feel my heart sink just listening to you talking about it because you've probably Hi. you know people that have been in that situation or you've felt 100%. it yourself and it was um what what made you do it? What made you go and, and, and put that out there? I've no idea, honestly. <laughs> no, genuinely, and see, see what I said to you earlier about the universe and your purpose and everything mm-hmm. you've done. Like, I believe it was that. Right. I believe. Because if you said to him, they just knew, Gary, right? if you said to him, they just knew, the first time they went into the gym for the first session, what I want you to do is when you come out, I want you to record yourself and I want you to talk. Mm-hmm. That would be somebody who is 25 and a half stone. That would be their worst nightmare. Yeah. They would not want to do that. They would prefer to do probably anything else in the world mm. other than that. Yeah. And I don't know what made me do it. I genuinely don't. But looking back, it's like I almost had this plan in my head that I didn't even know about, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like a, this was what I was always meant to do. But at the time, I didn't know about it. Because, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a few times I say in the videos, like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Maybe if somebody's seen it, it will help them. It's, it's like a, it's like I subconsciously knew what I was doing, mm-hmm. but I, genu- I genuinely never. Because who, who, who sets out at 25 and a half stone to become a personal trainer and change people's lives? Like yeah. that's just not even a thing. You know what I mean? People would laugh at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, I remember doing the videos, and I remember there was times where I was just like, I can't do this. If it's too hard, I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm overwhelmed by everything and I'm just like I can't do this anymore um, and that's obviously having like, Tony around me at the time yeah. I was open with all my journey and speaking to him and saying listen I can't do it you know and he, he's pulling me back in and giving me the help and advice that I need just what I'm doing to other people just now mm-hmm. but no it's it's mad to think that <laughs> I, I don't know that you know I, start, I started this journey I mean, the very first video I do, I'm doing one of the one of the fad diets that I talk about. Yeah, I'm actually doing that. You know what I mean? And so for people, I I don't have an agenda against them. There's a few people that message me that sell them, and they're like, "What's your problem?" I'm like, "I don't actually have a problem. I've got a problem that you don't really know what you're selling. You're <laughs> you're buying you're buying into this fallacy that doesn't exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you don't really know and you don't understand." And I don't blame them because at the end of the day, that's their job. Mm-hmm. There's people, there's people in other jobs that you know do bad things, and yeah. that that that's their job to do it or whatever. So I don't blame them for it. But what I want to try and do is educate people on why they shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, some PTs will say to me as well. So I get a lot of PTs messaging me, and they'll say to me about you know about why do I say so much about like kind of fad diets and do I not worry about like, my clients trying them yeah. and I would like to think that I educate my clients enough within um, my group mm-hmm. that they know why not to try it yeah. you know what I mean because I, I would probably say in fact I would say 100% of my clients have all tried fad diets before in their life Yeah, you know what I mean and I would say probably 99% of people that are going to listen to this will be the exact same yeah Definitely. And they've, they've tried something along the lines of whether it be fucking Cambridge, Slim Fat, whatever one it may be, they, mm-hmm. they, somebody would have tried it. And ultimately, all right, you might going to get a success story out of them somewhere. You might going to get somebody coming out there and going, oh, I've lost weight with it. But the, the percentage is very, very small. Yeah, and it's mostly people who are in a desperate situation as well to, to shed weight or they just don't know what else to do. Kickstart, she. Yeah. You know, that's what the people look for. The people look for this kickstart. I mean, in terms of weight loss, it kickstarts you because it will give you a wee bit of weight to lose at the start. Mm-hmm. And I, I spoke about that as well in a video I done not too long ago. If I wasn't mentally strong enough at the start of my journey, mm-hmm. 
me doing that cleanse mine would have ruined, ruined my whole journey before it started because when I started with Tony for two weeks, I never lost any weight. Yeah. And that's because I'd done a cleanse just before I started with him. Mm-hmm. So I'd lost, I'd been dehydrated and I lost a lot of weight. But then when I start eating normally, my weight starts to level out and I'm thinking, does this guy even know what he's talking about? Because I lost weight there for the last two weeks. Now I'm not losing any weight. It'd be easy to just think, nah, I'm going to go back and do what I was doing before because mm-hmm. my results were amazing for two weeks, you know yeah. what I mean? It'd be so easy to do that. But what I would, what I would have done, I would have, I would have been stagnant and I wouldn't have lost any more weight after that probably. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it would have been, it was quite dangerous. What, what I, I don't mean dangerous as in physically, but I mean as in mentally yeah. for me to just say, do you know what? This is this is this is too too much. I'm better doing what I was doing before Tony because it, it's working better for me. I could have changed when, your full journey. Yeah, well, it wouldn't have been a journey. It would yeah. have been another failure. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It would have been another failed attempt, and mm-hmm. that's that's another thing I've listened to David Goggins as well, and that's what he always and I I, I love this. He says, "What if?" Yeah. See, when people say, you know, they're trying to talk themselves out of doing something or whatever, they die or whatever, but just ask yourself, what if, what if this is the last time that I need to do this? What if this time works? Mm-hmm. And and just go all in with it. I say that to all my clients as well. For between six, first six and eight weeks is so vital in MD's journey. Yeah. If you're half arsing it and you get half arse results, you're, you're not going to sustain it, especially you know, for like a year or two, whatever, because a lot of my clients are going to need to be on a journey for a year or two mm-hmm. before they get to a level where they feel really happy and comfortable. Yeah. Some general population people who maybe just don't to lose or whatever, you know, they, they might only need to go eight weeks or ten weeks and they lose some weight and they feel great. That That's brilliant, that's fine, but that's not really my demographic of clients. Yeah. My demographic of clients is somebody who was like me, who was mentally damaged, didn't really know anything about nutrition, nothing about food, and just tried every diet under the sun and had five, six, seven, eight, nine stone to lose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And did you find when when you were in that kind of diet, it's just becoming like, it was like a vicious circle and it was it was just getting you back to the same point again? Aye, because what would happen is you, you, you would go on this diet and you would be so, and I talk about this as well, and this is so key for anybody listening who feels that they're, they're in a rut. Mm-hmm. I was mo- motivated at the start. You know, I was like, yes, this is, this is I'm going to do it this time, Monday morning. This is that I'm up bright and early, I'm going to work, I've got my sandwiches made or whatever, I've got a tuna pasta because mm-hmm. I thought that was all amazing stuff for you. I've got all this, I, I don't need anything until I come back and get my lunch. So I would eat, I would eat my lunch and that's all I would eat and then come back and get my dinner. Mm-hmm. And like I say, it's like for a week or two I would lose weight. But then what would happen is the motivation would go. Yeah. Because maybe I started creeping in a wee cream cake during the day or... You know, I started eating two dinners. I used to, I was famous for that. I used to go to McDonald's before I would go home and get a McDonald's before I get my dinner. Yeah, just like a routine. I like honestly, it was so bad. But anybody who is solely reliant on motivation to get them through their journey mm-hmm. is wasting their time. Because motivation, you know, like happiness and like sadness, it's a thought, it's a feeling. Yeah. It's. It, it, it's not going to get you there. Some days you're going to be happy. Some days you're going to be sad. Mm-hmm. Some days you'll be motivated. Some days you won't. You need to be committed. You need to start at the start and say, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. This is how long I'm going to give myself. And I'm going to give this my best effort. Mm-hmm. And that that's that for me, that worked. You know, as much as I said to you, I took day by day as I, as I went, which I did. Yeah. I had, a, I had a long-term plan where I thought, you know what? I'll look back in a couple of years and see how far I've went. I'm, I, I don't expect to abuse my body. I was about 32. I don't expect to abuse my body for probably 28 years and, and reverse it in six months. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's incomprehensible to even think that, that that's possible. Yeah. But people seem to do it. People seem to think that, you know, they've abused themselves for years and they're going to go on a, a six-month a six-week diet, and that all their foes are going to be gone. That's it. They're going to be fine after that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're, you're not changing any of your, any of your bad behaviours. You're yeah. not changing anything at all. Well, all you're doing is maybe changing your eating habits for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and then it just goes back to all the old stuff comes back in. Exactly. And then before you know it, if you keep doing what you've done before, 
you're going to get the results that you've always got. Mm-hmm. So you need to try something a wee bit different. No, and it it makes perfect sense when you break it down. But for some people, it's just such a, a mental block. But it's because do you know why? See, like, just now you can go on the computer, right? And you can go on Amazon, and you can get anything to your door tomorrow. Yeah. Some cases you might even get it tonight, mm-hmm. right? You get everything instant. You go to Starbucks, you can drive through, you get a coffee straight away. You don't need to go to the shops. Everything's instant. Every single thing that you do is instant. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you pay for your... You don't even need your bank card now. You pay everything on your phone. Life's so easy. Mm-hmm. Everybody expects that in life, but do you know what isn't easy? Getting your life back, back together when, you fucking, when you've ruined it for so long. Yeah. That takes time. That's the only thing that I... I know just now that can it's no it's no got an overnight fix. There's mm-hmm. there's no there's no power out there in the world that anybody's going to sell you, especially not for a hundred quid. Can you imagine? You imagine you invented a pill that lost somebody loads of weight, oh. and you go go and sell it for a hundred quid. Aye. You'd need to be like a read. You'd be selling it for millions. <laughs> Aye, exactly. You know what I mean? So somebody's offering you this fucking ten, ten week cleanse or ten day cleanse for a hundred and twenty quid. Can hit them the head with it, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> realistically, you can sell it for a, fucking, a thousand times that. Yeah, easily. You, you know be, what I mean? Become it's, the richest person in the world overnight. Oh, instantly. Right. Instantly. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Um, on the, see when you, the documentary came out, what was the feedback like? What was the. I was petrified. Well, were you actually for ah, just for the reaction? See, a lot of people, a lot of people who listen to my stuff and you know, watch me on Instagram and all that, and probably think I'm this big brash and you know overconfident. I'm not like I'm. I'm still. I'm still quite a shy guy in, inside myself. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's almost it's almost like a I don't know, not not a character, but it's like when I talk about health and fitness and I talk about this, like I get a, I get a buzz for it. That I can just go. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, 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 I'm I'm quite confident as a person, but. When that was coming out, I had major anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, because oh. you're, you're putting yourself out there for everybody to see, and yeah. and, and ultimately judge. Yeah. Ultimately, people are going to look at it, and people are going to like it, or people aren't going to like it. That's just a fact. I've not had one piece of negative feedback for it, but which is, I, I don't know if I'm surprised because I see some of the fucking clowns on social media. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And just people that are, I think. Um, Vivian spoke about that. It was on she, on your podcast. Yeah. She was saying about people that are so unhappy with it themselves, and they try and you know say to everybody else and make them feel as bad as what they feel. Like, I, I, I kind of expect I kind of expected that, mm-hmm. but I didn't get it. So I, I'm grateful that I didn't get any negative feedback. I don't I don't envisage that everybody that's seen it would have loved that. Mm-hmm. But what I do know is that it was certainly worthwhile because a lot of people was really positive for it. Mm-hmm. People messaged me saying. This is what I needed to see, and you're, you know, you're an inspiration, and I'm going to go and do this, and I'm, and so, some people have actually messaged me that I've never met, mm-hmm. and they're like, I've followed you for six months, I've done X, Y, and Z that you've said, and I've lost four stone. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow, like I've never even spoke to you before, oh, but just the power of watching my videos, and I used to get slagged for my videos off my mates mm-hmm. because. I don't know, they say that I spoke with like some kind of West End accent <laughs> or something. <laughs> Which I think just when you talk to people like you maybe clear your voice yeah, up a wee bit, yeah. you know what I mean? It's it's nothing intentional. Like I don't think I'm not trying to put on an accent to impress them or anything mm-hmm. like that, but I'm fake Asimok, like maybe if I spoke as if I was fake Asimok, nobody wouldn't even know what I was saying, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I t- but I, I get pelters for it. Um but at the same time I'm thinking like, okay, so you do two things here. You go in your shell and you don't do any more videos mm-hmm. and you don't help any more people because that would be really selfish of me to do that. Yeah. Or you say, do you know what, to your pals, two fingers up, I'll keep doing what I'm doing. And that's what I did do, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I was like, cool. I was like, see if you don't like my videos, unfollow me. Aye, exactly. Like, like genuinely, just don't, unfollow don't me. I don't, really, I don't mind it. No, you're bang on. And I think as well, as I said, I'd said it earlier, I don't think I've... I've seen a lot of different kind of PT things online, which you do in, in the kind of social media world, but I don't think I've watched something where somebody was that kind of just balls out, just completely honest and gone, do you know what, this is me at the lowest point, and yeah. like the, the, the carnival thing, I keep going back to it because 
a lot of people would have just airbrushed that. Do you know what I mean? And and kind of didn't happen. Don't even want to talk about it. But you went and said, yeah. "No, nah, I'm I'm going to I'm going to give you every detailed emotion of yeah. how I felt with that." And that yeah. that's the thing that stuck with me. I couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah, no, totally. And I'll tell you a story that um, I actually I recorded this, but it didn't it didn't go in the documentary. I mean, we sat and recorded about six hours worth of stuff in the documentary. That documentary could have went on forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we just tried to had to like, kind of clip it down to what what we thought was going to work really powerful. But yeah. see when I'm see when I'm back to the, the carnival, Gary, right? I go back to the carnival and I remember waiting in the queue. This is the second time now again when I'm talking to you about feeling anxious and stuff before the documentary came out. Mm-hmm. I was shitting myself in that queue. Because I'm thinking to myself, you've been on a two-year journey here. Mm-hmm. What if you What if you still don't fit in this? Yeah. Me- yeah. Mentally, mentally, where does that put you? And this is what this is all. This is what the wee guy inside my head saying. Mm-hmm. Mentally, where does that put you? Does Does that take away everything that you've done? So there's a guy, in, like I said in the carnival, there was a guy in front of me the very first time that I went, and I thought if he gets on it, I'll be fine because the guy was bigger than me, right? Mm-hmm. The guy got on it, and I never. That was the first time, right? Aye. The second time when we went back, there was a guy in front of me again, and I was the same same thing playing in my head, and uh-huh. I was going, "If he if he gets on it, I'll be fine." Yeah. Do you know that guy didn't get on it? Oh man. So that's like a circle, and I yeah. said that to the, the, the guy that done, done the, the the video and stuff. That's mm-hmm. like a circle of life. That's like me. I I've, I've I've I was that guy once. Do you know I followed the guy around the carnival and I was going to go and speak to him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to say to him. Yeah. Like, I just, and, and that's what I said. I said, you know what? I hope he sees the documentary. Yeah. And that's that's who my documentary's for. That guy times a million people, because there's a million of him out there. Oh, definitely. That, that's been, and that's what you're saying, being in that position, being on an aeroplane, being, you know, being the guy that when all your mates are getting pictures, you're hiding at the back or you're at the side, so you, you only half your body gets in. I've, I've done it all. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people out there that can resonate with the stuff that I'm talking about because yeah. I mean in Glasgow in the West, especially like where we are from and and the wide, wider environment, mm-hmm. that obesity and you know overweight is a massive massive thing. Definitely. And and when you want to talk about it and you want to be open and honest about it, it does put your, you you do put yourself in the limelight for people maybe you see X Y and Z and that's just that's just the nature of the beast, I suppose. That's if people want to, you know, people want to be negative towards it, then that's up to them. But I've, I've genuinely not had much negativity. I've had a couple of wee comments here and there. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I ignore them. And you know why I ignore them? Because I get so much positivity that why would I consume myself with neg- negative comments when yeah. I get, for every one negative one, there's about a thousand positive. Exactly. So why would I even give that person the time of day to even reply to them? Yeah. When I, I mean, I, I, I like every comment that's, that's given to me and any of the messages in my inbox I reply back to you know, mm-hmm. like 100% always do that why would I spend time on this guy or woman that's so unhappy within themselves to, to, I, I don't I mean the best I would say would be get well soon yeah because there's obviously something wrong with them you know what I mean people just but, thrive on it but they love that absolutely. kind of negativity but you, but you know deep down that that person's sitting behind that keyboard or sitting behind that phone and they're so unhappy oh, in life. Because yeah. you, know, you know what? I used to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I used to be the guy that used to abuse everybody on social media and used to say and call people names and, you know, just... But, but you know why? Because I was so unhappy within myself, I wanted other people to feel my unhappiness. Yeah. So I get it. I understand that. I understand why they're doing it, you know what I mean? But does doesn't make it right. No, no. And it's as you say, it's, it's best just ignored because it's you just don't want to give give it's anybody the attention. No, exactly. exactly I, you know I mean, you want to spend you want to spend my time on people that are messaging me, looking for help and advice or being positive. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I'll spend I'll spend all day replying to them. You know what I mean? I'm not going to reply to some dumbwit who who's got one one follower and doesn't. And, follows like three thousand people and you know it's just one of these one of these accounts where it's made up just to give people abuse, you know what I mean? Aye. And you're like, get a life. Aye, exactly. Catch exactly. a grip, you know what I mean? Aye. And I, I think it could probably kinda of lead on to my, my next question, just that that story you'd said there about that guy. If if you were taking a give anything and there might be people who listen to this that are in that guy's position and kinda of don't know where to go and they're they're at a weight they've never been at and they don't know where to start. What what advice or what would you say to somebody in that position on on how to get themselves kind of moving as such or into a, a better 
position with it? Um, just start the journey. Like, don't don't keep thinking about it and don't keep putting it off. Start it. Mm-hmm. You know, every every journey that you start, or every time that you start a diet, and every time that you try and go, you know, further than the last, you're you're still making progress. Yeah. It's not just going to be as simple as, you know, one day you've all right, it kind of did happen for me this way, but this doesn't happen for everybody. One day you just wake up, something pops in your head, and you go, do you know what? I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just that what if that I was talking about. You yeah. know, what if this time what was the time that I finally done it? Find your reason why you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Make sure the reason's for you. It's no for your missus, or it's no for your your husband, it's no for somebody else. Yeah. It's for you. Because if it's for somebody else, you're only going to really appease their needs. You're mm-hmm. never going to appease yourself, and you're going to go back to the way you've been, you know what I mean? It needs to be some deep routine. You need to you need to do some soul searching. Yeah. You know, your why, what was my why? My why was I didn't want my brothers to not be able to carry my coffin because I was too fucking fat. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I was terrified of dying. I didn't want to die. Yeah. And I, and I was, and then you're, you're thinking the shame and the embarrassment of, you know, be, being wheeled down, wheeled down an aisle and, mm-hmm. and a mortuary because you, you, you're too heavy for a casket. And like is that, that, that was mine. Did that then, like, no, just that thought, but is that the kind of stuff that used to just consume you then all the time? I was, I was obsessed with it. Like, mm-hmm. see, honestly, like, every day I would wake up and I would be like, going to get it today and, but I just, I just have such a such a positive mindset and mm. positive outlook. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And some days wouldn't be great. Some some days would be a battle with myself. Yeah. You know, anybody that thinks that I started in April two thousand and eighteen, and every day has been a, a walk in the park and I'm walking about picking daisies, is, they're, they're off their heads if they think that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been I've been in some dark places where I've felt fuck, I can't do this. This is too hard for me. Yeah. Yeah, and I've, I've I've had it, you know, in the last year as well. Even with the PT stuff, I'm like fucking. I've never ran my own business before, mm-hmm. and, I, and nobody teaches you. Nobody sits down and says this is how to do it, and you're going to be dealing with eighty or ninety people, and it's a lot as well, you know. But and I, I've got, I still get coached off Tony Pang, mm-hmm. um, in terms of business, and in terms of you know, my, my, my own person, how I look. So I still, I still get training off him. And that's it's accountability to somebody else and somebody that you can turn around and say, hey, I'm struggling today. Yeah. You know, I'm overwhelmed. And you can talk to them and you can talk to other people and I've got good people around about me, you know, that I can talk to. And that's as important. Surround yourself with people who you feel comfortable and you can open up to and you can talk to. Mm-hmm. No, you know, definitely. So important. Definitely. Um one that one that I was kind of curious on, and after after watching the documentary, it, it's made me more curious. Um, so if if you were able to go back and kind of give your your sixteen year old self some advice, kind of knowing what you know now and, and what you've experienced now, what would you say to, to yourself at sixteen? I w- I wouldn't give myself any advice. I I believe that I believe that you're in life that you're you're one decision away for a different life. Mm. And if I was to give myself a 16-year-old who was stupid, any advice, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. And where I am today, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm the most content I've ever been in my life, you know what I mean? I, I go to bed at night, I meditate before I go to sleep. I sleep very well. I'm up at five in the morning to go to work. I love my work. Mm-hmm. I love my job. You know, I love everything about my life. Um, if I was to give myself any advice, it would derail what's happened in my life. Yeah. Because I would have then stopped it and like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's things that I've done in my life that I'm not proud of. Yeah. There's things that I've done in my life that I would love to have changed and I'd maybe love not to have happened. Mm-hmm. But in the same time, it may, it's made me who I am. Yeah. And I'm very proud of who I am today. So I know that's quite a cheesy, cheesy saying. Oh, and, yeah. and, I w- and I wouldn't want to change it. And I get, what, I get your question and it's a good question. But I, I wouldn't... I, I genuinely wouldn't change it, and it's happened. And that doesn't mean that I've, you know, I've been a model citizen all my life because I've been far from that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I do believe, like I said to you, it's took me to where I am today. Yeah. And I've got the life, and I've got the life experience that I've got just now because of what's happened in my life before. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's as good an answer because it's still, it's still a journey, and and obviously have, you would have absolutely. derailed that journey. Yep, and and I, I mean I was I was in a, making a decision 
um, January 2019, they become a gas manor, they become a PT. Mm-hmm. You know, they go and sit a gas course or, or they do a PT. And I'm just like, I, I, I was I was in a crossfire. I was like, what do I do? I can go and do gas and I can maybe earn seven, eight hundred quid a week and I can be happy. And But then I was thinking, like, I'm going to be this guy at 45 and, you know, you're going to be in the van and is, is, is that your happiness? Mm-hmm. Is, can you do more than that? And I, again, I'm not saying anything against gas people or anybody that works in building sites because I've done it up in the freezing cold in the morning and whatever else, but I hated getting off it in the morning. I couldn't get out of my bed in the morning before. Yeah. Now I'm, now I'm out of my bed before my alarm. <laughs> I'm, up at, I'm up at half four some mornings, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, so you've made the right choice. Aye, no, one million percent, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But... It's just, even driving home for work, I'm driving home for work with a big smile on my face. Mm-hmm. That's not because I've got fake teeth. That's because <laughs> I'm, I'm so fucking happy, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it's genuine. It's like, I, I love I love doing what I'm doing. Like, I wouldn't change it for the world. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. You're one decision away. If I didn't lose weight, I wouldn't be doing what I was doing. Yeah. So making decisions like that can actually change your life. Not just, not just physically, no, you know, for your health, it can actually change the whole direction of your life. I'm not saying everybody that goes and loses weight needs to become a PT. Absolutely not. But it opens up so much more avenues. This avenue wouldn't have been opened up to me if I was still 25 and a half stone. Yeah, it goes back to that whole kind of it, it falls into place for a reason. It's, it's, it's putting you on that, that journey somewhere that 100%. you just, you don't know where, I, but it's going. I, I don't know who, who done it or or who made it happen, you know what I mean? But somebody, somebody's guided me into being where I am now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm I'm so grateful for that. No, I love that. I love that outlook on it. Um, a wee bit of different bit of the podcast. This is the first time I've done this. So I went out and asked if anybody had any questions. Um, <laughs> and you would not believe the mixture of stuff that came in. Um <laughs> We'll go with the serious ones first before we, we delve into the, the absolutely bonkers. Um, <laughs> the, the first one I got, never actually left her name, but what are the kind of biggest exercise or fitness myths that, that you've experienced from being a PT or you've seen yourself? That eating after a certain time is bad for you. Right. That's, that's a big thing, mm-hmm. eating after a certain time. It's so simple. You go to my website... You put in your details, and it'll tell you how many calories you need to eat to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Track your calories. Go to that number. Unless there's any kind of medical, you know, something that's wrong with you, mm-hmm. that'll work. One million percent, that works. Yeah. Calorie counting. People say calorie counting's obsessive. And I'm like, nah. Calorie counting is not obsessive. Like, what, what's obsessive? Well, no, what's obsessive, but what's worse than that? Is being that guy who can't fit into clothes, being that guy that's can't tie his shoelace because he's out of breath. So if you think that calorie counting is excessive, what do you think about that? Mm. You know what I mean? So in the grand scheme of things, if counting calories is going to help you, but the problem why and the problem people don't want to count calories is because there's no hiding. Yeah, you've got to be accountable. You, you, you're accountable yeah. for it because it's you that's doing it. Mm-hmm. And if you if you track every single thing that you eat. You'll see how many more calories you're eating than what you actually think. Yeah, because folk can, and I've done it myself, you kid yourself on about what you're actually 100%. eating until you see it written down, you're like, shit. Aye, exactly. And I, and I, I tell anybody to do that, and like my clients and stuff, that somebody's going to come in for a consultation, I'm like, do you know what to do? See for the last couple of days, go back through everything you've eaten, count the calories, and write it all down for me. Mm-hmm. Or, or write down what you've eaten, and they'll, they'll do it. Then they'll come in and we'll, I'll go through the I'll go through it with them in my fitness pal. Mm-hmm. But how many calories do you think you eat a day? Girls are normal. Oh, I eat like thirteen, fourteen hundred. I'm Monday to Thursday. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, it, and then it comes the weekend. You're out drinking wine, or you've got Domino's pizza, you've got takeaways, you're away for brunches, stuff like that. And yeah. like, I, I but I didn't realise it was that bad. Mm. Of course you never, because you, you don't know what's in this food. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, people are just eating it and then. When they see it in black and white, that's when the reality kind of kicks in. And, and that's why people then all say, I don't want to track. Yeah. I don't want, I, I, I'm not tracking my food. or Because you don't want to be accountable for what you're doing, that's why. Yeah, no. I, I've never I've never met somebody who's tracked all their food and put on weight. Yeah, and it, it, it's, it sounds so basic when you say that, but it's so right. So true. Yeah. 
because I mean, see, see the end of the day, right? Let's say you're you're going to get you know weighed and measured, and you go in and you've had a terrible week, and you look back in your food diary and you see why you, mm-hmm. you know why you've had a terrible week. Yeah. And the chances are how you felt having the terrible week and how you're feeling to take that into the next week and do the same again and every day track the donuts for Greg's and you know track the coffees that you're having that maybe you're not tracking and stuff. Yeah. You know, you know why it's happening. Whereas it's easy to turn around and say, nah, I don't know really think I eat that many calories. Well, it's fucking basic science. You're not going to be putting on weight if you're eating less calories. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's It's not a thing. Yeah, it's that kind of denial bubble. 100%. Right. No, definitely. I like that answer. Um, interesting one was, do you think that, we're talking obviously, and it's not just the west of Scotland, but there is a, a, a fast food culture, you could argue, in the west of Scotland. Do you think there is enough done about it at schools to kind of educate kids in the first instance? No, that's a great question because when I first started, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to get into schools and speak to kids because mm-hmm. I've been an overweight kid in school. Yeah, I've been the overweight kid in school who used to show off and eat two cheeseburgers yeah. because, one, I had the money to do it because my mum and dad would give me the money and maybe some kids can't do it, so you want to show off and that's how that's how you get attention. Yeah. Because let's be honest, everybody likes attention. Of course. Everybody likes it, and that was my way of getting attention, was eating, look how much I can eat, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, no, 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 ultimately what it was doing. Um, so I contacted um, somebody from the school, and they said they'd get back to me, and never did. Mm-hmm. So that probably answers that question very well. Um, but what I also said is what I would like to do is speak to parents. Yeah. Because ultimately, a, a 12 or a 13-year-old doesn't go home and cook their dinner. Yeah, exactly. You know, 12 and a 13-year-old hasn't got a job, so they can't afford to go to the, the shops and get chipped cheese and donor at mm-hmm. lunchtime. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's due to the parents. The parents giving them money. The parents um, making them the wrong foods. The parents... So so I think I think a lot needs to be done at school, mm-hmm. but I think also you need to educate parents as well. You need to educate the parents on nutrition, what's good, what's bad, what's not. You know what I mean? Somebody yeah. contacted me not too long ago. We boy was 12 getting bullied at school. Would you take him on as a client? And I'm like, nah, he's too young. Mm-hmm. But I think I could help you yeah. make better decisions for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think sending a 12 year old to the gym for an hour with me, because again, 156 hours in the week, is that right? Yeah. It's made that up, 158. Isn't that better? I don't know. Fucking, uh, whatever it is. 168, so, I think. I think it's a hundred. It's a hundred. A hundred and six hours in a week. I see this to my clients, and I get it right every time. Apart from <laughs> I'm on the podcast, <laughs> hours in a week. You come to a PT for one of them, and you think that's going to be the answer to all your prayers. Yeah. Your 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 meals that you're no there is more important than the that you're there. Mm-hmm. P, PTs only there to give you this big magic potion within an hour to let you go and you know lose loads of weight. It's really just accountability. Yeah. That's all it is. You know what I mean? It's accountability. And I still, I still use Tony for accountability. I believe everybody should use it. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. back to the question, I think I think more could be done in schools, absolutely. Because I've been that guy. I don't know what school menus are like now, but with me, it was burgers and pasties and toasties. And it was just, it was just rubbish foods. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, nobody really counted. And nobody was into the gym when I was younger. And there was... Burger vans outside it and stuff like that as well. You know what I mean? I don't know. Even even if you go on just eat and stuff, how many how many healthy options are on just I eat? Know, exactly. And I think there's... everything's fast food. Everything's fast food, and and like how we spoke about before with like Amazon, you can actually go on just eat and send a message. And I've done this, right? I'm going to tell you this one. I've done. I've actually done this. I phoned that much for Domino's pizza for myself. Mm-hmm. The delivery driver came to the door and I had to kid on somebody who was in the living room because <laughs> I was that embarrassed. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but, but a life hack, what you can actually do, and know that I should be telling people this, you just put a message, you pay for it on your card, put a message and tell them to leave it at your door. Aye, you don't, don't even need aye. to see the driver, aye. there's no guilt. Aye. There's no guilt at all. You just tell them to leave the food at the door, he goes away for two minutes, and then you go and get the food, and then there you go, you know what I mean? Aye, and it's exactly. shocking. Mm. It's, so e- it's so easy and accessible. Yeah, and you've got, when you're driving past schools, etc. now they queues it, like the chippies and things are wild. Like, it's just... Kebab, kebab shops home at 12 o'clock. Aye. 
What was the next one I had from Get Fit for Forty on Instagram? Um, she had asked, "What did you do to stop any self sabotage on your own journey?" She's one of my clients. <laughs> yeah. Lorna, yeah. Um, to stop any self sabotage, I, I there was sometimes where I, I did, you know, go off the rails in terms of food and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, but what was more important was when people say go off the rails or you know fall off the wagon. That's a that's a common one. Mm-hmm. As quick as you fall off that wagon, you need to get back on that wagon. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like I spoke about earlier, that bad meal doesn't turn into a bad day, which doesn't turn into a bad week, which doesn't turn into a bad month, bad couple of months, or before you know it, you've wrote the year off. Mm-hmm. You can you can still, I mean, I, don't be kidded to think that in the last two and a half year, I've known a takeaway. Yeah. Because I have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Probably quite a lot. Yeah. I've still managed to do what I've done with enjoying food, but what I didn't do was blame MD else for any time that I failed. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just, oh, um, my partner was having chicken fried rice and I didn't have any dinner. Well, do you know what I would do? I'd be, I'd be more prepared than that. I'd make sure there was stuff in the fridge and do you know what? See if I knew that they were getting a takeaway. I would, I would, you know, make something or whatever else. There's, there's so many excuses people can give for you know for them falling off you need mm-hmm. to be accountable to yourself yeah yeah and deal with that responsibility 100% yeah no totally agree with you um before, before we get to the ridiculous questions um the the same thing I always ask everybody that comes on um and it, it could be from from kind of any walk of life in Glasgow is there anybody that you know just now that that's doing brilliant things and you, you think they'd be good to, to come on and share their story one of my clients um, has done podcasts before and he actually put me on to one of the last podcasts that I've done, mm-hmm. um, James Toner okay. um, he's got an incredible story um, I, I won't say too much about it because it'd be good to get on and surprise but James um, he's been through a lot in life, he's brought he wrote two books, he's brought the books out mm-hmm. um, and he's now, he's 57 year old and he's, tra- he's at college to be a counsellor wow. and he's now what he put his wisdom into you know, his life experience and, and help help obviously the, the youth of the day and mm-hmm. um, he's also in recovery, right. which um, you know, he's, he's doing amazing in that as well mm-hmm. he's got a great story um, obviously, I'm not going to too much about him. Yeah. But I think I think you'd be good. I think um, I, I think I think you'd be good for your podcast. I think people like his stuff, and people would would definitely listen. And he's got a good following on social media. Okay. Okay. I will see if I can get a hold of James. Um, right. So I had um, messages drop in from Paul Bain and Graham McCaskill. Um, Graham. Right. So we'll go with Paul. Well, Paul Paul's got three questions. So the the last one kind of ties in with Graham. So we'll we'll go with Paul's first. Um, right. His first first question, and I'm just quoting him here. Is he loved up now? I hear there is a new power couple in town. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> right. Second one. Who gives a better haircut, Greg or Eric? Oh, that's <laughs> that's a terrible question to ask anybody. And I've got uh, them. I've got them on next week as well. Are they on next week? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Well, do you know the story about this? No. Well, he's he's put a wee bit on at the end saying, "And does he feel bad dropping Greg like a bad habit?" So I don't know if there's a story <laughs> there or, or not. So basically, what happened was Greg used to cut my hair, right? No, Eric, Eric started cutting my hair. Mm-hmm. And then the two of them are really busy. They run obviously successful slicks, and it's an amazing place to go, right, to get a haircut. Mm-hmm. And then it was, Greg would cut my hair. And it was kind of just any one of them would cut my hair. Can I hang? I was getting past about like a fucking barber slut, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, so then Greg was cut, because I was training Greg, and then Greg was cutting my hair. Mm-hmm. Greg then refused to cut Andy's hair during lockdown. Right. 
Right, I'm not saying Eric did start cutting my hair during lockdown because that's obviously <laughs> rang, right? But somebody was cutting my hair during lockdown. Right. And then I've stuck with that person. <laughs> and then obviously when Greg came back to say, oh, that's the shop opened again, I'm back in. I was like, mate, like you kind of left me for like five months with fucking a big afro. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't just expect me to come back. And uh, he's, he, he's like, if I see you in that barber's chair, he's like, I'm going to attack you with a pair of scissors. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. So, um, aye, I would say, I'd say Eric, he's a bit of haircut then. <laughs> Controversial. Controversial. Right, aye, Greg will be right. Nah, they too are good. You'll enjoy, you'll enjoy the two on. Aye, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, right, the, la- the last one, I'm assuming there's a story because Paul and Graham have both kind of touched on a subject here. Um, so... <laughs> Paul saying, is it true he used to be a golf before he joined the gym? That's why he's against golfs, because it reminds him so much of his own golf days. And Graham McCaskill's asking the question of, do you train golfs? No, what, 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 is, what is going on here? Um, nah, there was just a, I don't even know how it started. Um, but I just started talking about golfs in my story, <laughs> and it's pure stuck. So any means that come out with golfs, I get tagged in like about twenty times a day, and people are like, ah, "What's your problem with golfs?" And I've done quite a funny video on Strathclyde Park with golfs. Um, just, I it's just, it's just a, it's just a hang that's kind of went. So I'm known as the the golf slayer, I suppose. <laughs> People's made up my fucking pictures with me with a big axe and all that chasing golfs. It's, <laughs> It's hilarious, but I don't have a problem with golfs. But what I will say is golfs don't train. Because <laughs> right. I've never seen a golf in the gym. Never have I actually know that you say right, that. Well, there you go. See, and have you ever seen a, a golf drive a motor? No. I, no, actually. So they don't, they don't have driving licences either. Oh, I'm going to get so much abuse when I put this out. <laughs> <laughs> but I've actually noticed now that you say that. I'm going to you be don't. so aware of it now. I know. Well, what happened was I was about 16 and I got chased half a golf outside the cat house. <laughs> so, <laughs> he had this big fucking trench coat and he, he had like my dummy gun. I'm like, this is a true story. This isn't even a joke. Right. And, and he chased me off through the town. And you can imagine, like, say what I've talked about. Like, I was never the fittest. Yeah. So I was struggling and breathing out my ass, you know what I mean? And I've got this fucking six-foot golf with a big pair of fucking beetle crushers chasing me through the town, you know what I mean? I was shitting myself. <laughs> So I think it's going to always stuck, so I'm just trying to get my end back on them. <laughs> Aye. I mean, he might be listening in when I put this out, you never know. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What an end to it. Yeah, this has been brilliant, mate, honestly. Um, I think the, the the documentary, for anybody that's not watched it, it's on um, YouTube. You can get the link from Derek's Instagram page. It's, it's amazing. Anybody who's in a position where they feel they're, they're carrying a lot more weight and they're just not mentally in a, a brilliant spot, I would say watch it. Um, even if you are in a, a good place, I would still say watch it because it still leaves you food for thought on a lot of things. Um, and obviously, you know, I know you do the online stuff as well, so please feel free to get in touch with Eric. Um, and, and thank you again, mate. It's been absolutely brilliant. really has. Nah, thanks for having us on. I really enjoyed it. No, me too, mate. And uh, obviously, hopefully I will we'll speak to you soon. But um, again, appreciate it, buddy. No worries, top man, all right? Thank you, mate. Take care. Cheers, Andrew. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Bye-bye.